This is the American Forces Vietnam Network. Hardcore military. Good morning. Vietnam was going to be very different from the United States of America. Except for all the beer cans and the barbecue, it was. What's up, everybody? This is Bay Podcast episode 52. I'm Liam, and with me on the phone is Wiki. Say what's up, Wiki. Hey, what's going on, guys? And a special uh, special guest, Stephen Pollack. Say what's up, Steve. Hey, you guys. All right, so we just got done with our second event of the year. It's a modern event. It was called Operation Broken Skull 9, Steel Cog Extinction. It was meant to be the closing of the Steel Cog series. We held it at GZA uh, April 15th. Uh, with me right now are the two commanders for each side. We have Wiki, who is the commander of the green side, which was Sons of the Silent Age. And then we have Steven, who was in command of Rango, which was the tan side. Who wants to go first with what they thought, uh, how the event went? Well, Steve, why don't you go first, actually? This is the first time you've actually commanded the song for any of the events. Yeah, good point. Um, so, uh, joining, just joining staff and all, this was actually my first event in the Steel Cog lineup. Um, and truthfully, it was it was a lot of fun, even though it was the last one. And I hope that we can do kind of more in that vein. Um, because I enjoyed kind of not only the the silliness of it, but the seriousness that some players took it. Um, starting starting out kind of midway through the day, I think was good. Allowed people to uh, wake up on time and get out of bed uh, and make it to the field. But also a lot of people came with a lot of really good like kits and a lot of preparation and and they were ready to go for the day. Um, and I think that kind of boded well throughout the day, even though we didn't have crazy big numbers on green side. I think we ended up balancing it out towards the end. Uh, it was a lot of fun to to kind of have good people that went and wanted to enjoy the event to the fullest. Um, starting out, our missions were, were pretty cool. Uh, we were kind of getting stuck on one side, but being able to communicate with some of the other TAN commanders allowed us to maneuver around the field and push back and end up taking objectives. Um, and, and kind of speaking in that vein as well, I enjoyed having multiple commanders. Uh, well, not multiple commanders, but people who were able to lead small squads and make big movements together as a whole team. I think uh, those kind of aspects of the event made it a lot of fun, um, even though it was uh, a little bit smaller and the rain kind of hampered us down partway through the day. Yeah, but even with the rain, I felt the uh, morale stayed. Like, we didn't really lose too many people. The attrition rate was pretty good. Oh, no. Yeah, the 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 tent that some people. of us were in, we enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling a lot of people liked the uh, little rain break, even though it was due mainly to uh, lightning striking a little bit too close to the field. Yeah, which was like funny because it was like, all right, let's go under this uh, tent that's sticking out even higher than where we would be in the open. But yeah, I um, I thought the event. I think overall, from the from the producer standpoint, the, the event went well. Uh, I do wish we went a little later, but I, I get it. We were there. I mean, think about it. If you showed up at 10 o'clock, you were there for almost over 10 hours, you know? So I, I get it. I, I get uh, I get guys wanting to tap out around. I think we tapped out around 8.30, which is still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. That's pretty good. And, like, I think what the, the point Stephen made about the, uh, the, the later start was – Kind of helped us, and you know, it was a, it was a beneficial uh, uh, thing we added, which I, I would consider doing again in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if we are going to do something geared towards a night or late evening setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I tried to keep it going. We, I think, at the end of the day, we didn't do one or two missions. And since I knew we were going to end early, I, I combined two of the, the missions into one. Um, I try to keep it so we have something to do or more to do than we need, which um, 
I mean, if you're running events, like you should always be doing that. You like, it's better to like skip a mission than have nothing to do, and you're at the seat of your pants trying to figure out what to do next. Um, I know a lot of like, uh, like say, there's like one side who's dominating a bit, and it's like you need to move them around the field. Give them one of those like crazy weird extra missions that you have on hand. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That, and that's um that was my fear going into this when I saw uh rango which is the tan side like polak side i i was like oh man these guys are gonna blow through this first mission and the green did a great job holding them off in that first hour and a half really you guys held them off from their objectives uh and i thought i thought re green was gonna get rolled in the beginning with just based on the numbers and the fact that a green was missing its intended commander not to take anything away from wiki like wiki did a great job but like um, ironically, we had the later start date for the late sleepers, and Strasburger still didn't show up. Uh, so, I, 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 when I was looking at the, boy. <laughs> but when I was looking at like Rango side, they had you know Steven, they had uh, Mark Herman and Zach Boylan. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a really hot, like tough, tough time for the green team, but the green team held its own. Yeah, I, will say, I think it's more similar to the point of, thankfully, with the Torino GZA, they got bogged down in a couple of key spots where it would be open crossing, so it was just a free fire zone for guys in dug-in positions. Right, right. Because originally we were supposed to like hold them off at a beach landing, but looking at it from a tactical sense, I guess, it would be, we're going to get rolled in the beginning right here. Fuck that, pull back to the secondary lines. It'll be easier to hold. Yeah. Yeah, you guys pretty much just held up at the boathouse. Yeah, because Stephen, wouldn't you say if like we were in the front area, like where all those trenches and other things were, like before you get into the town at GZA, like you guys probably would have taken us quickly by comparison. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we did have I think a good almost 30 guys um just at the start of tan we had a couple guys show up throughout uh the first hour or so of the game and uh mm -hmm. yeah we were moving fast it was it was a lot of like players who were really into the whole airsoft scene some gza regulars and all that so we knew the field and and having the the pinnacle like the main focus point for us at the boathouse was really good on the uh like the game organization level because it, it made us focus on a very tough to get to area so yeah absolutely 100 yeah. percent Yeah, because I think we just tried to hold the town and that road coming from uh, the main starting or the main like walkthrough area with the trenches and everything. We would have had an immensely tough time trying to like hold any defensive position, especially once we started losing guys to go to respawn. Right. It also didn't help. Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys absolutely crushed it. You held us off for, as you guys were saying, an hour and a half. Um, it definitely did not help when the UCP guys, led by Will Dent, which I'm going to call him out here, went and took an objective on the opposite side of the field that didn't matter to our objective at all. So we were at half strength, but uh, I'll give it. You guys you guys did really well in that engagement. He was on a flanking mission. To be fair, though. Right, right. That's what we called it. Yeah. And that was your like main firepower sense because that was two heavy machine guns uh, just in like one section. Right. Yeah. So we we had a uh, just little little pew pews for for our side, but we did well. You guys you guys crushed it. At least in the beginning we crushed it. Afterwards we started getting rolled kind of hard. Yeah, I think you lost a few guys around lunchtime. Well, it was like late lunch. Uh, Green lost a few yeah. guys, and then uh, you know we we started throwing people onto the green side. I know McKenna, myself. We went to the green side. Sully was fighting for the green side for a little bit. Um, but then what I realized like later on is all of a sudden like five, six guys in nods in green I didn't see all day. And I was like, oh, that's where all green went. They they, they waited they for the night like to go play. Seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't see them until around seven. When everybody else had pretty much been on the field since noon. Yeah. So that definitely didn't help our numbers aspect. No, but I guess you know if you want to just do night stuff, I, I, hey, uh, more power to you, and and <laughs> don't come to the event the entire day. I guess I don't know. I don't know. 
But hey, whatever. Um, I know Stephen mentioned that he wants to, he would love to do something like this in the future. We will be. Um, I, I just think the Steel Cog storyline is done. It 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 uh we we beat it with a dead horse. We need to move on. Uh, I know. Um, I mentioned to somebody that it's we're gonna gear more towards like GI Joe, which is still kind of a goofy world. Um, I don't know yet. I'm still brainstorming. I'm gonna get through the summer first, and then we'll go back to it. We, we probably won't have anything like this event um, until the fall, September the earliest, like uh, mid September. So we have mm-hmm. time to brainstorm the new storyline. And don't get me wrong, like the this the the world of like I don't know what we want to call the world, but it's like the Milshit the Bay Milshit world, you know, with uh, the Crystal Cats and and Spaghetti Snake, which is now Ferrucci. And Limpworm, all those characters are still alive and well in, in this world. It's just going to be a new storyline. So, like, I know some, and there are there. There's a small handful of people who are invested in the story and these characters, and they they follow along. Even if they don't go to the events, they kind of like will read the synopsis of the story and be like, "Hey, Liam, like, is the the blah 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 going to be here and doing this?" I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to read back on my notes. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They will be there. So, I mean, it's kind of cool, and it's kind of, I guess we are catering to a small audience. That's essentially what Bay is. Like, we're always kind of, we're a niche thing. Like, even our our flagship events, which are the Vietnam stuff, is still a niche thing within the, within the, the Airsoft community, let alone the Vietnam reenacting community. Uh, I, I really don't think there's many events that, that are like what we, that's like what we do or in, fully interest people. Like, I think there's reenactors who don't want to go out into the field. Then there's reenactors who want to go on the field, but they don't want to play airsoft. So we are catering to a very niche group, um, yeah. all around. So, so that's cool, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine even with that. Yeah, even though it is a niche group, like still the quality of people that do come out to our events, they're like they're 100 like good guys to have around. Uh, whether you're doing say like a static display type deal or you're doing field stuff. Yep. Like they're just good guys to have no matter what. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So I think um I think overall uh Polak Wiki, what would you guys rate the uh the event out of ten? We'll start with we'll start with uh Wiki. What do you think? Say that again, you were all muffled. I said I would give it a good hint. I still didn't understand you. It's E-I-G-H-T. An 8. An 8 out of 10. Yes. Okay. And Pollock, what do you got, buddy? I'd have to agree. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for sure. All right. I gave it a 7. But, okay, an 8. I'll I'll say an 8. Maybe because we were shooting at each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Then when I was talking with some of the player base, they were like, oh, if this ended like at the rain, they'd be like, "I got my money's worth. I'm happy with all this." All right, that's that's not that's not uh, bad to hear that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the next event we have coming up, which is in at, at the time of this recording, two three weeks, which is uh, field infantry training. It's May fifth at Old Bethpage Village Restoration in New York. The price is eighty dollars with the actual customized sweatshirt with your name on the back. And $65 for the people who've already gone and have the sweatshirt. Just remember that the sweatshirt is required. If you guys saw the pictures from last year, I thought it looked amazing with everyone wearing the, 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 the sweatshirt. It looked cool. Um, it's, I would say it's one of my top three favorite events of the year to do and to attend and even run. I mean, just because I don't really – I I do more of the organization behind the scenes, but I don't have to like – run anything because the cadre uh does that it's gonna be a little different this year because i will be more active on the cadre due to staffing issues but um yeah it's it's an awesome event i would say if you're thinking about going or on the fence sign up like right now because it takes time to get the sweatshirt in and um we're really finalizing a lot of the uh logistics behind this including food like you are getting fed some of the meals um, so, I mean, for $80 for a Friday to Sunday event, it's insane that like, it's a, an amazing deal. Um, 
So uh, I know Wiki's been to almost every single one, if not every single one. Uh, Pollack is a first timer, and um, I know he's been really excited for it. He's got a he's got a multi uh, role here. He's going as as a trainee, and then as well as uh, part of the band for the Friday Night Show. Uh, Pollack, you want to touch base on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Broken Arrows will be debuting as the Broken Arrows the first time. We were previously uh, just dubbed the Bay Band, but we have an awesome set of songs um, ranging from kind of kind of different genres, different vibes, but uh, I'm really excited for it. We've been practicing quite a bit. We've got one more practice coming up in about a week or so at the time of this recording, um, and I- I'm stoked for it. That's uh, As far as I'm aware, we're planning that for Friday night, um, so if you can get there, or, well, make sure you get there for Friday night. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a good time. And if you guys were at the big event last year and got to see them play for the USO show, uh, if you don't make it Friday night, you are seriously missing out on a fantastic time. These guys were awesome. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's just it, – it's uh, – it's just so I, I just love the fact that there's a like a a small subgroup that organize themselves and they contribute to the event in in ways that like I don't see other events doing this like like it's just I, I just love that there's like a band formed and I know John Van Ness in one of the meetings we had he said the same thing he's like dude they, like the whole like broken hour events like group and community that we have with staff or even the people who like come to all of our events like he's like it's more than just like an airsoft game or just an airsoft group it's there's so much more going on and that's like one of my favorite things that's just like yeah you guys are like hey let's make a band let's do uh vietnam era covers and and now it's a thing and now you guys are playing all over the place oh yeah bars are the next stop and the world stage we're here for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, we have. Uh, I mean, even now, aside from the band, and that's Friday night, we have a lot planned f- throughout the the day, Saturday and Sunday. Just like um, I know guys who've gone already, they they feel they don't need to go again. We are adding more to the curriculum. There'll be this this year is going to be a little more hands on with the field. We'll do more field patrolling. Um, Scott Lennon is stepping up to do the the cadre and the actual like military-esque training whereas some of the the staff the base staff that necessarily aren't um real military people but they they have experience in reenacting let's say like like a a good example is like sabia sabia is very knowledgeable about the equipment and how to use it how to wear it and we will be doing a little more stuff like that so like sabia will be like instructing a class on how to prepare your lightweight ruck or whatever rucksack you have and how to wear it properly. That's the kind of stuff that we're going to do this year since um, uh, Bear will be, he's um, he's just he's just getting shellacked with work. So we had to switch things up, but you'll still have that military experience with Jim Powers and Scott Lennon, who were both in the Marines. Jim Powers was, was both Marine and in the Army. Uh, they have a, they're a wealth of knowledge, uh, and they will like step up for Bear's absence, no problem. But like I said, we will we'll just be adding a little more to the curriculum, uh, basically feeding into our strengths. I guess that's a fair way to say it. That's probably the best way to put it. And I think more so, while Bear's drills are fantastic with just the I'm up, they see me, I'm down. I think we could definitely use a lot more of basic patrolling uh, as well, because I have seen on standard patrols where our spacing gets really cluttered up quickly. Yeah, yeah. And that can be very detrimental in the field. And, you know, the 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 basis or the, the I guess the, the main focus of this year's storyline for Dragon's Back is a roadway. So I really want to go yeah. over um, patrolling on roads hard, which we can use and utilize all those roads at the village. So that's something that we will really touch on. And um, I know we don't, obviously we don't get the entire company of infantry grunts going to fit, 
But I think the guys that the few guys that do go to the fit, they can kind of set the example for the rest of the grunts that didn't go to fit at the main event. And I I saw that last year a lot of the guys who who went to um, fit um, before Junker City, you can tell they stood out. You can tell that they definitely mm-hmm. were trained. They 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 had more knowledge about certain things than the average grunt, in my opinion. So, yeah, and then like a bunch of the other grunts would like watch those guys who went to fit and be like, oh, that's what I should be doing. Okay, let me follow that example. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, that, that event is really fun. I love it. I it's just it's so cool and it's really the first Vietnam event and the leaves are already back. They're already um so like last year I think we we actually were a, a week later and the leaves weren't as back as the, as much as they are now cuz I guess it's just we, we've been lucky with the warm weather. So now we have some foliage to to tr- you know to patrol through and stuff like that. Um hopefully the weather holds out and it's nice. But yeah, the May May fifth, uh, Old Bethpage Village restoration in New York. Price is eighty bucks right now. I won't, I won't increase the price, but I really need guys to sign up for that. We have about, it's not as many as last year, but it, we're close. So like, the guys who've been, and I'm banking on the guys who've been sitting on the fence to the last minute signing up to make that number equal. So hopefully we can, um, we can get that, and, and uh, we'll do the baseball game. Hopefully the uh, the weather holds out and we can play baseball. And that, that old field i'll bring the equipment and stuff like that uh frucci i know has been chomping at the bit so with that said yeah uh just uh, like sign up guys unfortunately like i think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast have already signed up so if you know somebody who hasn't and you're listening to this podcast and you're signed up get them to sign up as well all right, you guys want to move on to Soldier Royale. That's uh, June 2nd to the 4th. That's uh, Friday to a Sunday event in Preston, Connecticut. That's the, the site that we tested, the Pathfinder event. Um, price right now is $100. It's going to go up to $120. Uh, I actually <clears throat> I extended the, the uh, sale price. because the, the 120 price was supposed to go up uh, last week. But it's it's a little different than what we've done than what we've done in the past. It's um, a multi-faction event. Mm-hmm. So we have the two main factions. We have um, uh, Rango and Mantis, which are tan. The, you know the traditional tan and green. They have uh, they're allotted a little more people. I think they're allotted thirty people each. Then we're adding these smaller sub factions that um, are allotted, let's say, ten people, one squad. Uh, where it's a minimum of six guys and a maximum of ten guys, and they can go and do the event in that size of, of a force. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's still very organized. It's not like other events where you just kind of come and be your own entity and it's it's do as you will. Because I find those events turn into a little bit of a shit show. These sub factions are still organized by Bay in a sense where like they they're. It's it's still like the I guess the template of of what a faction is based on base standards, and then you're just going in to fill it and and do your thing. Uh, I know Paulak is leading the the Treep Sand uh, sub faction, which is essentially just guys wearing the uh, tropical flectarn. Uh, he's he's working on it. He's, his uh, his side's almost full. It's almost hit the uh, minimum. And then uh, that's that's I, I'm looking forward to just seeing how everyone interacts with each other because it's adding it's cool because not only are you going up against an op four but now you're going to be going up against all these different other sub factions or even those main factions like you know you get those you get that like a thirty man faction and they come across the the ten man faction that ten man faction is going to have to treat that mission very differently than like what the green side with thirty guys would. Which I'm really interested to see how those uh, scenarios play out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, I know. Be, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Go ahead Steve. You first. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. I just I just wanted to throw this in there. Um, we were talking with uh, one of the UCP guys at Broken Skull Nine, and he brought up an interesting point about that. Like, if a small force has to engage with a much larger force, 
do they have the opportunity to potentially team up with another smaller force uh, for that mission kind of thing. So so I'm, I'm just curious and I'm hoping that maybe as the event gets fleshed out and as we approach it and get the numbers and all that, maybe we'll see how that'll play out. Yeah, you know, um, so, okay, so just to, so this is, how do I explain this? Um, so this event is still running off the same, uh, for lack of a better term, engine that went behind Snake Beater, like the same kind of rule set and structure that Snake Beater was. So that said, you're gonna have different missions and bounties for like that are that are put out into the into the world, right? And into the into the event. Now, some of these are issued to you personally, so it's like you just gotta complete it. No matter how no matter how you want to do it, you complete it, you get paid. But then there are other missions that are like bounties, which are like uh, global, and it's like first come first serve in a way where like. You get it done. So, like, let's say you team up with another faction, you're essentially splitting that reward. Now, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing, as the the event progresses and we do the score at the end of the at the end of the day. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Steve. Yeah, no, it does. That's that's right up the alley. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So, like, you could you as Treepsand, you guys are like you're you're essentially there to make money, and let's say it's like there's this one mission. It's like oh, we can't do this and the tan team's in the way you can reach out to the green team like hey you guys want to team up with us and help us uh do this we'll split you know we'll make a deal we'll we'll split it up and at the same time think about it then you're making an enemy with the tan team it may make your life way harder in the long run so i think that's really one of the coolest parts about it honestly that that while it is still free form in that sense it's organized as well i yes. think that'll be cool yeah it's organically structured like things could happen but it may not happen the way we're expecting, but it still falls within the, the confines of the the structure or the engine of the game. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, we just got to get more people to sign up for that. Um, like I said, we we put a lot of work into it. There, we're, we're using a lot of stuff that we had last year for Snake Beater 2. Uh, even like Wiki and Strassy and Mueller... All of these guys had um, uniforms and, and stuff ready to go that we're going to use this year. Jim Lennon has an – so we have to address the uh, the parking situation. And we, were, we had this idea where we were passing guys through immigration. And Jim, Jim Lennon had a whole costume to look like he's like an immigration officer of Pansy Bar. <laughs> so – we're going to do that and utilize the parking situation where people are going to they're going to go to that park and ride parking lot and they'll get trucked in and that truck is essentially like the transport into the country and you'll get checked in and processed right at the foot of the the entrance of the property and then you're like once you get processed through you're in the game and and uh we'll see how that goes it's it's one hurdle that we've had to uh work around with the with the parking situation at that property but i think this is the best way to do it and it adds to the immersion that we're trying to achieve anyway so i'm really looking forward to that whole process of like entering entering the uh you know you're it's like think about like imagine like entering like customs in like some remote african country and that's essentially what we're going to try to achieve i'm sure there isn't much of a customs or much of a uh immigration office but that's what's gonna happen, or at least in our, our vision. Something to bribe their way in. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you can try, but it, I, <laughs> I don't know if you want to spend any time in Panzabari in jail. True. I heard the uh, the human rights issues may uh, maybe a little more prevalent there. There is no human rights there. No blizzies, no buns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the uh. I mean, the, the backstory is built up for now, what, two years? It's, I guess we're technically built, it's the story's built up on its third year. We should technically be on, or in Snake Beater 3. Uh, Soldier Royale is still in the same world as Snake Beater, so if you've been following that storyline, it's picking up where that left off. Uh, we're still in Pansy Bar. Um, the field is really cool. I think it'll work for this event because it's, it, the way it's shaped, it's kind of like a bowl 
like so it's almost like an arena you know so for soldier royale you know it's a it'll it'll be um very cool dynamic uh we have a few things planned with like we're gonna plan uh we are gonna build like a little african like hut village somewhere on the field we have the we'll have the mercenaries camp and of course we have like the the airstrip which is also the immigration office and the customs office uh that you know they'll rifle through your stuff and that's essentially like you know drop your stuff off there you know if you if you're if you have a lot of stuff to bring you can pull your car up to the driveway drop your stuff off and then drive down to the park and ride and wait for a flight the other cool thing and this may be a detriment to guys who want to leave early but we will have like shuttles but they're they're gonna be like scheduled flights so every like hour there'll maybe a flight out so like if you want to leave the field you have to wait an hour to like get a ride out which is uh kind of realistic from like a remote island uh it's point, yeah 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 but uh we we have a lot planned there's a lot going into this event so the production value is there i just gotta i just hope people sign up i hope we get more people And we should. It seems like a lot of people, when we talk to them about it, like in person, they do seem quite interested in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just maybe it gets lost in translation where to go. Yeah. I when mean, we actually talk to them about it. Yeah. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast and then uh, they understand it more. Um, it's, uh, I know uh, one guy was confused about the, there was, so there was one sub faction that's a lot of more people. Which was the uh, the UCP faction? They're they're allowed like two squads instead of one. It's just I, I just felt uh, well. Strasburg is like yeah. The the there's one group of guys he knows that all have UCP. I was like okay, I'll custom make a faction for them with a lot of more people. So we can always adjust things and and it's pretty flexible. Uh, it's just you know let me know, talk to me, and and we'll make it work for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I really want that to happen. I really want the event to happen. We've the signups are pretty good. Um, if it, if this says tells you anything, it's still better than what Snake Beater was last year already. If that if that if that counts for anything, which as we know, Snake Beater two got canceled because we just didn't get the signups uh, in time. This mm-hmm. year is a little better, so. So yeah, um, and remember that is that does go, uh, it does go through the weekend nonstop. Except for we will break at night because there are houses around there. We don't want to be thrown off taggings and shit all night. Um, but other than that, it go it'll go from you know Friday night we'll do bonus missions till Saturday all day to Sunday till like noonish to oneish, and then yeah, then we'll we'll uh, tally up the scores and we'll figure out who. Who's, who became the richest uh, man in Pansy Bar? It's the idiots you keep paying to go fuck with other people. That's who gets to be, <laughs> to be the richest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, so, yeah, that's June 2nd to the 4th in Preston, Connecticut. Another event that we have in Preston uh, a month later, July 7th to the 9th, is Doc Peck, the Border, the border Battles. That's pretty much the Mike Force event. It's going to be, um, we're actually basing it around a Siji camp, so it's not really a Mike Force uh, a Mike Force unit that we're portraying this time. We're actually portraying one of the Siji camps along the, um, it was, there was a highway that went in, right into uh, Cambodia, which was used, you know, used as the uh, Ho Chi Minh Trail. And it's one of those um, camps that was, that were uh, monitoring activity. So, um, as you can imagine, in the the build up to like Doc Toe and essentially the Tet Offensive, a lot of these border A camps were attacked to draw the larger, more tr- uh, conventional units out into the the mountains to kind of take them away from the cities, which was like a build up for the Tet Offensive in January '68. Uh, or January, February 68. Um, so, like, if you guys know, when we, we've done Operation MacArthur and and the Battle of Doc Toe and Hill 875, 
that was one of like the the border battles uh, that 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 drew the 173rd out of the, the you know the coastal cities. So this is just a small like microcosm of that that buildup, and um, we will build some kind of a camp. I, I believe we'll have a some kind of a camp in, in position where the MVA can attack us and and, and uh, harass us, and we'll be hunting them. The the price is seventy five dollars. It's going to be go up to a hundred dollars uh, pretty soon. Signups are are decent for that. That that event's always. It's not. I wouldn't say it's small, but it's not. It's it's like the perfect size for small, quiet, stealthy patrols for either side. And I really like that the the NVA usually get the same amount of numbers as the the um, the special forces because it's like the ultimate equalizer. Because then all of a sudden the NVA can have the upper hand and 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 overrun some of the smaller. Uh, um, you know, Siji patrols and and uh, and it, we saw that last year a little bit. It happened last year at uh, Budap. So I'm I love this event. I this this to me I just I always just I I just love the um, the feeling on you like the selfie aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, everything too. And outmaneuvering each other, like one of the cooler airsoft moments. And I would just say oh, airsoft, not even the Vietnam stuff, is when we were being tailed by. The NVA one year as uh, you know we were Mike Force, and we did like button hook patterns to like lose them, and we like we were being we were being trailed and we button hooked to the right and hit and brush, and we watched the NVA like try like lose us and walk past us, and that was really cool. That was like really fucking awesome, like just a cool feeling. Um, and then we had like getting out of the um, the gorge at Tulcom when the NVA were just basically chasing us out of the, the canyon there and we were just fighting up the hill and getting out to the field, that was really fucking cool too. Like, it's it just a lot of good moments. I mean, even that, that bridge battle at Budap was was probably the better ba- better of the battles, in my opinion, last year. I mean, Wiki, you were there for that. Because you guys pretty much, like, you saw two of our guys, like, swacked them and then we wound up like you started coming in closer and everybody else who was laying on the hillside just got up shot up you guys a little bit and then ducked back down and then waited for you to start advancing into our line of fire yeah and then think about it that was a good 45 minute fight and an airsoft that's like an eternity yeah you know and that's what it I didn't feel like 45 minutes though no it was I did the I when I looked at my watch I was like holy shit we've been it was a, it was like an hour after I checked my watch and I was like and we obviously it was like maybe 15 minutes after like the NBA we fell back into the into the brush and I was like holy shit we've been fighting for 45 minutes at least at least 45 minutes um, the fight felt like it was only we were only there for like 10-15 at most though which no, is great no I know I know it was a good fight, and like like I said, most airsoft fights are like three minutes and over. So the fact yeah, that like at most a ten minute slugfest. Yep, yep. So yeah, that that event was really good. I um, hopefully it's warmer uh, than last year. Last year was really cold, but but uh, I mean we're in July, so it should be it's fucking warmest. The last year we were in June, so yeah. Yeah, I really, I really am looking forward to that event. Uh, I know one of the one of the guys that does Australian stuff. He's been talking about coming, so we should have a little bit of a boost on the Sigi Force. Um, the Pavin, it's you know your your usual uh, um, suspects. Suspects. They were they were actually went to the Pathfinder event and they were talking about it um, already. They were already like, yeah, man, this will, like we can do this at the at the Mike Force event and you know because they they were essentially scouting the field at Pathfinder for the for Doc Peck so yeah that's, uh, that's July funny 7th. because me and Strasburg were doing the same thing it's like okay what thorn bush are we sleeping in for fucking Mike Force yes yep yep like, like what trail is a high speed trail versus like what's gonna like get you ambushed on and that kind of thing so <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's July seventh to the 9th in Preston, Connecticut. Price is seventy five dollars. It will be eventually one hundred dollars. I probably will 
I would say sometime in May that price is going to go up. So if you guys are thinking about it, save yourself 25 bucks uh, and get on it. It's a fun time, especially if you have like your Tiger Stripe kit set up. And it'd be really snazzy if you had a barbell. But even if you come in sterile with your M56 gear, that's perfectly fine that's, too. Yep. Because yep. it was also issued out to the Sigi forces. Yep. And Pollock, this is your first one, right? This is your first uh, Tiger Stripe event? Yeah, after uh, right after I saw the pictures from last year, I started working on it, and uh, I'm excited. Nice. Okay. Good. Well, it's a fun time. That that could explain why um, I was having trouble finding some Tiger Stripe for a little bit when I needed a new uniform. <laughs> Everybody else is getting excited for this event. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's buying out the uh, Tiger Stripes in uh, Soldier of Fortune. And, uh, yeah. I like that. All right, let's talk about the biggest news, which I touched a little bit on the last episode, which is the um, the Dragon's Back update with the multiple locations in Gettysburg, which it's it's going to be insane. I think I I just I'm so, like I would say this week it's really hit me where I started to get into like all right now it's it's Vietnam mode. I got to get into this. I got to like really start uh, grinding away and and putting putting some work in not to say that i haven't been working almost every day already which because i have been but like now it's like all right let me visualize the base i was actually mapping out the base for the museum which the gi base will be at the world war ii experience museum in gettysburg where the pavin camp will be at the ao which was spiros's uh property that we used last year for everything which i really love that it opens up that central area where the GI base was for us to use to have battles on, which um, which just expands that field. This is a second floating area for the trucks. Like it opens up so much more now, especially seeing as the Pavin don't have to crawl around the GI base and not be seen when they're going into like the next position for the next phase of the event. Yep. Yeah. They have the and they have the run of the field they they own that property now they own it like they're they booby trap i know they were talking about booby traps and and all this stuff so like all these gis that like like the fucking trailblaze you guys better watch your step is the best i can tell you poppers out the ass oh yeah oh yeah but yeah the 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 world war ii experience uh they they were very accommodating they they were like yeah we love to have you guys here it's just awesome. They 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 saw our camp last year and they were very impressed. So now with the the space that we're being allotted, man, like we can we can open the base up. Even though I kind of like the layout last year because it was it made it nice and tight. We'll probably do that, we'll, but we'll have a um, a bigger road to have the trucks and the and the other vehicles to drive through. We're gonna set up a gate that we will have manned twenty four seven. Uh, last year we were very soft on on the grunts. We didn't have any any rotation of of MPs really. We did, but not twenty. We didn't have a fire watch at night, which uh, we we're going to. Um, but just the, I just think that there's so many opportunities with this, uh, and I think it's a good thing. Um, not to mention like the 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 museum is cool too like in itself like you can go check that out when you're there for the whole week hopefully everyone shows up on saturday to help put up the base you guys gotta understand like we were we were talking about the base last year and and it's it's fucking it's gonna be big it's gonna be close to 30 tents it's uh i'm looking forward to it um i'm looking i'm not looking forward to putting the tents up but i'm looking forward to like that that like Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning when we have the base pretty much done. And, right? Like, like Wiki, you were there last year from the beginning. Like it was really cool. <laughs> it was cool in the end when everything was up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not like Polak who shows up like Thursday and uh it's like, hey guys, and then we're like, Oh dude, we've been here for the last six days. It was Wednesday, and this year <laughs> it'll all be there weekend prior, I promise. Good, good. <laughs> Say it again, Wiki. Said, man, you haven't even been in country. Yeah, but I, I, 
Yeah, that's what the singer does, right? They show up last minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They show up last minute and leave before the shit kicks off. But you know what's funny though? I do like that dynamic because it's like you kind of resent the guy, like the new guys. Like the FNGs are kind of resented like the guys who've been in country for longer. I know Sapi and I were joking. We're like, yeah, I feel like if you add a day, a day is like a month in country for compared to like the guys who show up. We're like, yeah. So like all these guys who are showing up on like Friday and we've been here for like six, seven days. It's like, yeah, we've been here for seven months, man. Like that in the end. <laughs> We're gonna need our own calendars. Oh yeah, um. I, we need. Well, we need to make a new. Uh, we we need to definitely uh, focus on the calendar shoot, and I uh, we'll get, we'll we'll think of uh, some new uh, poses for guys, so we can work on that. Nazi. But yeah, that event though, I mean, there's so much that goes behind it every year, and. Uh, um, I just love the the fact that everyone on base staff is like committed to just making that event the the best it can be. Um, and I mean, anybody who's listening, you guys should know the dates already. It's 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 I'm going from the I'm going for the week, so it's July 29th to August 6th, which is I think what nine days, if I do my math right, or eight days. It's basically a Friday to a Sunday uh, or a, a Saturday. I know Saturday Friday. Yeah. So it's July. July 2023. Oh, so no, we have July 30th. No, oh, wait, what am I? I'm looking at it right now. July. Oh, sorry. So yeah, July 29th, which is a Saturday. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to August 6th, 9th. Yeah, so it's nine days. It's nine days there. Um, I know some guys are talking about going up Friday. Um, I I think Friday is like my, my day to pack. So like I still count that as a day. So, but yeah, it's nine days in the field that will be there. Um, so if you want that full immersive experience, come on that Saturday. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, we'll be there. Um, so the the museum has a, a historical weekend that we're showing up on, and they kind of gave us a corner where our base is going to be, so we can basically do the do the do the base building, um, and and then that's the Sunday there'll be people in and out, but they won't be on our they won't be at our base. We'll have a display set up off off our site and, and our base will be being built in the background um so that that's something that uh it's a new dynamic but we can we will work with that the the coolest thing to me though is the fact that we have you know we truck those we truck those uh those platoons in it could be like a full hour before we get everybody into the lz so those guys who are like that first like group that first chalk going in they could be like exposed or overrun where they're gonna they're gonna have to like push into the bush uh i don't know i it's just something that 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 uh is a new element that we we've haven't had to deal with before i don't know let's see like Paul once Adler, you're out in the bush yeah once you're out in the bush you are you're in the bush so you will need to be prepared for it yeah, we were like timing the 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 the, the uh, how long it takes for the trucks to come, the response times and stuff like that, and like you know we need a we need a to get a lift out or uh, you know get um, pulled out of there. It's not going to be instant. It's still going to be ten minutes minimum, 10, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 minutes minimum of getting out. So that's going to be really cool. I think that's that's a a new thing for the GIs. Like now you don't have the safety of like walking to the base for in 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 500 feet it's five miles away you are you are there so oh hey i forgot i forgot my other canteen of water that's on you trooper (laughs) yeah that's why learning how to pack your rucket fit and then practicing 
will be paramount for this event. Exactly. 100%. Exactly, Polak. Exactly, buddy. Like, you need to be good to go. Like, you can't... There's no, like, hey, my helmet fell off a truck. I got to go find it and then jump back into the event. Like, it's... You got to... Like, it's got to be... You got to be squared away. You got to be squared away. That wasn't your helmet to lose, Garza. (laughs) Actually, Fry's did... uh, He did sign up uh, last week, so I'm glad to have him back. Did he bring a second helmet? (laughs) I should tell him. (laughs) PX. The PX, yep. Yeah, we um, the way we have everything set up too, man. I'm I'm looking so like I'm just looking at like how we can improve on last year and and just the way the base is laid out. I think it's gonna be really cool. The we have admin row again, but then like, we basically have like a like the the admin row and the what do you call it? The communal areas, like the the the, the mess. The, the open mess and the, 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 the club and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be like central. And then we have the enlisted men on, on one side of that. And then the, the officers and the, the, the municipal stuff like the support. We have the aid station. We have the chapel. All that stuff will be like on the other side. So like, there will be a lot, to, a lot of places to go around on the base. And what I'm really hoping is that it makes it kind of a bustling place where there's always something going on. And it just isn't like a bunch of guys sitting in their tents uh, tugging off. Like everyone's just doing something and working or going to the bar and hanging out, sitting in front of the fans, keeping cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's the idea. That's that's hopefully what, what we do. It's going to be a good time again. Yeah. I there was a lot of people in a Bamboo Viper last year, and it, it was actually really cool to see, like, not everybody just hanging out in, like, a GP medium, like, just on their cot people were actually sitting in the Viper talking about stuff or yeah. like checking over their gear and doing things. Yep. Yep. I agree. And then, uh, I mean, even the Pavin camp, like they have that whole, I, I thought that was the best. It looked, it, it looked like it was like little cutout trails on like a, a little incline. It looked really fucking nice. And, uh, I kind of was oh, yeah. jealous not like being Pavin to like stay in there. Hmm. Yeah, they had the tent, and then they had that whole, like, structure they built out of sticks and everything with the thatching yep. as well off to the side. It looked really cool. Plus, their camp stove looked awesome. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, Chris Johnson hustled and, and uh, put a lot of effort into it. Hopefully, he gets some help early this year again, and they uh, yeah help him, they help him. I, I want to say Chris showed up on uh, on Monday, maybe? So, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think. Yeah, he showed yeah. up pretty early. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they got a few more guys to do that. I don't know what else. Any anything else you guys have on that? I mean, we're we got a lot to talk about for this, but we're really talking about the the, the bases and, and the the dual locations. We do get mm-hmm. we do get into more um, stuff later on as the year progresses. I want to say maybe in May we'll do like how to prepare for the event. Um, we haven't really done anything like anything like that. Remember we had the, we said like the come correct segments. We haven't done any of that yeah. in a while. Maybe we'll do something like that for, um, for May for uh, dragons back. Mm. So, yeah, I think, um, um, go ahead, go Wiki. Well, I was going to say, uh, I know this gets drilled in quite often, but as always take the time off, make sure like if you're coming for the whole week, Make sure you're packed and ready. If you're coming Saturday, packed and ready Friday. Come early. Come expecting to like help put up tents. It's not going to be a full eight-hour workday of putting up tents, but we're going to get a bunch up and then relax, play with our gear, get our stuff situated, and all of that. But also, when you're taking the time off for the event, take the following Monday off. Because I know personally, well, last year, I think I didn't get home until like 8 o'clock at night, and I was really thankful for not having to go into work that Monday. So I actually took all Monday to resort, unpack my gear from my car, get my tent put away, and all that other stuff. Yeah. It it takes a lot off of your mind when you're trying to leave and you get back super late because something happened, like you had to stop and just take a nap or whatever, or you're driving from far away to where, okay, I don't have to have everything unpacked before I go to bed tonight to get to work in the morning. I can do that tomorrow and then once that's done I can go through the rest of my week 
Yeah, I, I, the Monday is vital. The Monday is vital, in my opinion. So, um, all right. So yeah, we'll we'll keep on. We'll. I mean, this is our biggest topic of of the year, so we will talk more about Dragon's Back. But I just want to let you guys know. I know a few people are asking questions about it. Um, I one guy emailed me. Hopefully, he listens to this. I don't think he does because he he asks a lot of questions. I tried emailing him back, and I kept on getting um, the send back error. So, if he's listening, I, hopefully I, we answer some of your questions. But like, you're there for the whole week. You don't need a hotel room. Uh, bring water. You know, bring one gallon of water per day. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else he asked. But um, you're you're there for the the whole week if you're if you're coming at least on Monday. Um, so. Uh, the the best thing I can tell you though is listen to the podcast and watch our YouTube. We haven't done a talk talk in a while. Maybe we'll do one next week. But um, other than that, yeah, like uh, that, we'll we'll talk more on Dragon's Back. I want to quickly touch base on anybody who backed the uh, Bay Card game. I've um, illustrated almost two full sets of the sweets, so that's about twenty six cards that I've I've uh, I've drawn out. It's it takes a while. Um, it's I mean I'm essentially doing 52. I think it's about 60 card uh, drawing, so it's like 62 uh, prompts. Uh, and then you know I, I try to show people their caricature of of what they what their the cards going to be. So then people of course are like I don't look like that. So then I got to kind of redraw it and tweak it. So that adds a little bit more time. Um, uh, but I, I'm, I'm on track to finish this sometime in June. So hopefully, like, if I, if I get it done in June, um, it, I think it took about a month to manufacture. So we should get them by July, August. Hopefully, we have them in time for the big event. That's, that's my goal. So that's why I'm still hustling and getting it down and done. Um, the gameplay itself is pretty much done, which is good. It, that's, and that was one of the harder parts. It's now just getting the, the, the cards drawn out and rendered onto an actual like physical card. Um, but for the most part, like even the small stuff like that takes a while, like the, the card design itself is finished. It's just really just drawing the actual characters, which which takes a little bit of time. So yeah, the, the pro there is progress. I haven't I didn't steal your money and, and like like other Kickstarters that like they'll uh, They'll take the money and run, kind of. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even close to that. So they'll. You'll. You will get a card game, and if you are interested in buying a card game, there's still a chance you can do late backing, and you can get the the the, the actual deck with all of the stretch goals that we uh, that we met. Um, I want to say both of you guys, right? Wiki, I know you bought in. Paul, did you buy in? Yep. Yeah, I was yeah. one of one of the first. You. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I have a card, so this Good. will be a cool addition. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I um I have not gotten to your character, uh, Polak. I've gotten to Wiki's. Wiki's might be my favorite <laughs> so far. Um, <laughs> and his, it's my favorite too. Yeah, and this card ability is pretty funny too. Um, <laughs> it has I, extra steps to make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polak, I forget. Like, let me actually, if you if you if you want to wait a second, let me look up what your. Uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I made your card ability yet. I had something to do with um, playing guitar though, like or like uh, singing, being like the front man of a band. Nice. Let's see if I have it. Let's see if I have what I have written down for you. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I have for your your rule. Um, your your card ability is called front man. And. Um, as long as this card is on top of the discard pile, so that the way the game is played, you're you know the discard discarded cards go face up on the pile, right? So right. as long as this card is on the top of the discard pile, you must sing instead of talking. <laughs> so failure to do so, and you're out of the band. You draw three cards. So like, you know, we have the one the one card, um, uh, Zach's card. Since he's like a quiet guy, we have the silent but deadly. Where if the card is on the on the face up on the discard pile. You can't talk, or you're drawing three cards. So this one's the opposite. You got to sing. So like you put it down, you got to you know it, the, any conversation you have, like 
You're singing. You're gonna do sing song vocals. Yes. I love it. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. That's the vibe of the game. I think people are really gonna enjoy it. Yeah, this that's cool. Right. It's it's not just like because you know I can always just do draw two, uh, you know wild card draw four like yeah like that those are in there a little bit but most of the things are like you're drawing if you fuck up. You know, if you if you're not if you're not paying attention, which like it's amazing how many people do get hit with um with that that silent but deadly card. The quiet but deadly. The, the, you know, as long as this card is on top of the discard pile, no one can speak. If this rule is broken, then the player must draw three cards. So like, we got hit with a lot. Like Casey, who talks a lot, she I think every time the card was out, she was getting hit. Except for like the first time we explained hard did yeah yeah that was the only time yeah that's a really good card to play out mm-hmm. um yeah I, I mean i have a lot of them like i'm i've been so i have a lot of the cards that like directly affect you and then i'm starting to add a little bit more like the ones of like stevens and the quiet but deadly card which i think are really fun um one of the cool abilities i had was so my my mother-in-law she backed the the game for her and my father-in-law and he's an accountant so i have a car for him because they, they wanted to do they did the uh was the i think the hardcore tier which was like you get a card made of your likeness and everything else so he his card is you collect one card from every player and then you re- redistribute the cards any way you like to the other players so like let's say all three of us are playing and i play that card I, each one of you got to submit a card and then I take the card, the three cards and then I give you each card as I see fit. So it's kind of like the tax man, you know? The gift from God where it's, you just give one of your cards to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was Ken's card, right? Give one of your cards yep. to another player as you discard this one. You cannot win through this action. So yeah, like you can discard mm-hmm. a, like there are a few actions where you can discard multiple cards so like if you have two cards left and you win you win you can't technically use that action um but there are also other other actions that allow you to win with discarding multiple cards which make them really good cards so like um the good here's a good one like the the mechanic card when playing this card discard one vehicle card in your hand along with it you can win with this action so like you can discard this card and like the deuce truck card together and win the game that way because there are actually there aren't that many vehicles in the game there are only four so like it, it's there's a lot of balance that went behind it and uh um when we played when we did the test play uh playthrough a few a uh, few weeks ago i learned a lot and uh like balancing the game out so i would like to do one more play test uh before i i really put these cards to print um, but yeah, they, I mean, I think it's pretty much ready to go. Like it's pretty, it's pretty finalized. It's just really getting the, uh, illustrations up and that's the step I'm on. And that's like the, the drive I should, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm like done with it all in May. So like at the rate I'm going, if and it's, it's not easy, like they're, they're very simple illustrations. Don't get me wrong, but they still take like a few hours to do. And I still haven't colored them in. So if I if I get two done a day in May, which is a lot, which I'm not I'm not gonna hit that. Like if I get one every couple of days and then like color in a few at, at the same time, because the line art in my opinion takes a little longer because you want to get everything perfect. You can color things uh-huh. and kind of change things a little quicker. Uh, I should be on track, and that that's what I'm hoping. Like I said, I have pretty much half the illustrations done, which is uh, a good sign in my opinion. That's oh. really. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we play tested it, so I'm very excited to see the cards in their final like showing for everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been showing I've been showing a few of the base staff uh, progress. Like I I think one of the latest ones I had was the Sabia, and I have him playing like a, a trumpet, and he's wearing yep. his like little kimono that he wears around base every once in a while. <laughs> So, oh, his morning kimono. That's yeah. my favorite part about the game now. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that um, yeah. So I mean, some guys don't like some people, or some cards don't have 
any abilities, but they're still like good cards because they can be played off other abilities. And you got to remember, the way you play this game is you're scored based on the value of your, the cards. So a number two card with an ability is really good because if you get stuck with that card at the end of the game or at the end of the round, that's being counted towards your score, your penalty score. So like a two is better, way better than like getting stuck with an ace is what I'm, what I'm essentially saying. But a lot of times, like a lot of those cards can be played off other cards. Like a queen, a queen without um, any ability is still a good card because there are other cards that that play off of queens, or play with, that can that are used in conjunction with queens. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of dynamic in, behind this game. It's not it's not just a simple like Uno clone. And I do have plans for uh, expansions, and um, I will do something in the mill shit. I guess we'll, we'll call it we'll call it mill shit instead of uh, snake beater or uh, or um, steel cog. But it's like the mill shit world. So we have like you know we have a, the spaghetti snake card, the limp worm card, uh, the stress boogie card. You know for, for fat. So we got a lot of uh, stuff in there. We have uh, the glizzy king. We got Soviet Bayman. Uh, Princess Nico, if you guys went to the one steel cog where Nico was the, the princess to be rescued, we have a card for him or her. I don't know how you put it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's a there's there's still um, yeah, there's like I'll, I'll add it on. And the best part about it is that you can combine the decks to make a bigger game, so you just have more variety and, and options in, in the cards. So, okay. Yeah, I think that's it for the uh, podcast, guys. We're just over an hour, which is pretty good. We haven't done one of those in a while, or we haven't done it since mm-hmm. uh, since the winter. So, um, yeah, guys, just sign up for all the events we talked about. Seriously, it you guys don't understand, like, how much it helps us to sign up and register early um, just so we know what to expect. You guys got to, like, at least give us that we, we are working on this every day. I think there's a conversation in the base staff chat almost every day about events and what we're doing. So there's a lot of commitment behind this guy. So the least you guys can do is register and help us out. But um, other than that, I got nothing else to say. You guys have anything else to say? Wiki, you got anything? No, other than what we've already said, take the time off. All right, what about you? Okay, okay. What about you, Polak? I'll echo exactly that. These are events uh, that have a lot of work that go into them um and it definitely shows so let's uh let's keep it going hell yeah baby all right guys i will see you in the bush have a good one and take care uh-huh.